1: Home and home, Radio.com. sports original brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free right now. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. My son, a stunner was the Baltimore Ravens going to Seattle, an underdog and playing Seahawks football. Lamar Jackson up against the NFL's MVP through six weeks, say, Some of us, Lamar Jackson, without a doubt, was the best football player on the field. The Ravens' defense looked like the Ravens' defense of old, not the group we've seen thus far this season. 30-16, Ravens win in Seattle. Ross Tucker, how surprised were you? Lamar Jackson went to Seattle and outplayed Russell Wilson. Pretty surprised.
2: Now, I, I wasn't surprised that the Ravens won the game. I thought they had a chance to win the game. But I was surprised that the Ravens defense did what they did to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks offense. This is not a great Ravens defense. I think no. of people that maybe haven't been paying attention that closely think, oh, yeah, Ravens always have a good defense. No, not, not this year. They don't. They haven't been very good at all this year. So for them to go out to Seattle and to have Russell Wilson have his bet his worst performance of the year, that is surprising for the Ravens to be the team on the road that forced Russell Wilson to his worst game. You're not expecting that two defensive touchdowns, one a pick six by Marcus Peters, who they just got the other Marlon Humphrey with the scoop and score on the DK Metcalf fumble. It was a really impressive performance all the way around by the Ravens. Kind of surprising for sure in the way it went that it wasn't really even close. I mean, they, they pulled away in this game and it's interesting, Dave, I think we've talked about this before, but I'm actually going to write my column about Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. and the Ravens quarterback-based run game this week. Because, as you know, every weekend I'm calling a different college football game for CBS Sports Network, and every defensive coordinator in college I talk to, they're like, oh, man, the quarterback run game. It's just so tough, Ross. It's the great equalizer. You know, you can't account for all of them. You don't have the number count advantage anymore. They can get a hat on a hat. And then if they throw off of it, oh, man, it's just so hard to be a D coordinator. It's just so hard to play defense these days. The the Ravens, to my knowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, I think mm-hmm. that they are the first team ever to really try this at the NFL level, to have a, a run game in which the quarterback is a big part of it. You know, 10 to 20 carries a game, and even when he's not carrying it, the threat of him carrying it is a big factor in the passing game. It's a big factor as well in the other aspects of the running game when he hands off to Mark Ingram or others. You know, maybe we saw a little bit when RG3, you know, took the NFL by storm that first year. That was mainly just zone read stuff, though. Pulling the ball, throwing the backside slant or pulling around the edge. I think Jim Harbaugh actually did a pretty good job with Colin Kaepernick and the quarterback yeah. running. You remember when Kaepernick yeah. ran for like 150 oh. yards against the Packers in that playoff game? But consistently, week in, week out, this type of volume we've never really seen before. And I think that's because nobody believes that the quarterback is... Can actually last all season doing it. And I think the Ravens are kind of like, you know what? Let's find out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you never know unless you try YOLO, right? I, I think they're just going for it. Can you remember, Dave? You're a little bit older than me. Can
1: you remember another team like <laughs> trying the quarterback run game like this? I mean, the only thing that that stands out to me would be Michael Vick's best rushing year, but I think it still was different in the run designs. Um, I think, you know, but Lamar Jackson is on pace to smash even that quarterback rushing record. He's on pace to go well over 1,200 yards rushing. That is impossible to fathom. And what impresses you most about Lamar Jackson's ability to run is a lot of times he's doing it with everyone in the stadium and everyone on the defense, knowing it's coming, in particular, one play in this game that really stands out. When they were going to kick a field goal, Lamar Jackson was furious. He was angry. He wanted something to change, and the Coach Coach Harbaugh did that for him. He said, all right, let's go for it. Everybody knew Lamar Jackson was going to keep the ball, and he did. And he got a first down. Lamar Jackson talked about that desire to go for it to run the ball, put the offense on his shoulders. Listen to Action Jackson here. On the touchdown
3: did you talk to Harbaugh about? I told him we're we going for it. I told him we need to go for it because we didn't score. We, we drove the ball down the field, you know, first quarter twice, kicked field goals. We started bringing Tuck in. I'm like, bro, no, nah, not this time. We're not kicking no field goal because Russell Wilson get the ball again and we didn't score. It might look ugly, so I'm like, we got to score right now.
1: Lamar Jackson, 116 yards rushing. Question being, is this running all out of necessity? There were some bad drops yesterday for Baltimore, in particular. Mark Andrews, who'd been outstanding, really had a case of the Agalores on Sunday. And Lamar Jackson looked furious after one particular dropped touchdown pass. Um, Lamar Jackson completes nine passes on Sunday. He's nine of 20. I will go on record as I have been. I still do not think this guy is a good enough passer to win where he will have to win come December, come January. Is he running out of necessity and his nine completions? Is that a formula for winning football games in the NFL? Ross?
2: It is right now. Yeah, it is. It is. Especially if your defense plays well, and especially if you're running for over a hundred yards. I think it is a formula for success. And frankly, Dave, in January is when a lot of times the weather conditions are such that it's even more important to run the football. I'm here to tell you, I'm a believer. I I mean, Hollywood Brown isn't even playing. They don't even have a receiver. They have one good receiver on the team, really, and he's not playing. So when they get him back, And Mark Andrews catches the ball. A case of the Aguilars is unbelievable, by the way. That was was really good. Um, We're to the point now that I think that the Ravens might be the second best team in the AFC and might be the team that has the best chance to knock off the Patriots because of the quarterback run game, because of when they get Hollywood Brown back. Will he do it? I I don't know. You know, he's going to have to make some throws in that game. But I think this is, this is the, like, look, I told you what the defensive coordinators in college tell me. The great Mm -hmm. equalizer. I've seen it the last couple weeks. Bowling Green beating Toledo. Never should have happened. They just went with the quarterback run game inside and devastated Toledo with it. It is very hard to defend. And if you can throw the ball at all off of it, you get huge windows, huge open receivers for chunk plays. I'm a believer in this Ravens team. I'm a believer in Lamar Jackson, provided, Dave, he stays healthy. I mean, the last three games, he has 14, 19, and 14 carries. That's a lot. That, that, That is a lot. But, you know, when we were growing up, Running backs would have 20-some carries a game, and that was just what they did. I know he's not a running back, but he's 210 pounds. He's kind of got that leaner build. He does a good job most of the time of getting out of bounds or getting down, and I think this is why they have RG3 and Trace McSorley as backups in case he does get banged up.
1: This is their story, and they're sticking to it. Got to give credit to Marcus Peters, the newly acquired corner from the Rams with a pick six. That was Russell Wilson's first interception on the season. And Peters returned it to the house. Looks like a guy at least after one week benefited by a change of atmosphere. Both Seattle and Baltimore are five and two. We talk a lot about Lamar Jackson. We talk a lot about Patrick Mahomes. we talk a lot about Deshaun Watson. We never talk about Jacoby Brissett, who has now beaten Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson in consecutive weeks? Jacoby Brissett enter the MVP conversation. 30 23, Colts win over the Texans. Brissett 26 39, 326, four touchdowns. They take first place in the division. That's remarkable that Jacoby Brissett throws for four TDs and beats Watson and beats Mahomes in consecutive weeks. Is he. At least on the fringe of the NBA, MVP conversation, and why is Brissett always overlooked?
2: Well, because he was a backup, because he wasn't a high pick. Um, I, I don't think he's an MVP consideration, do you? So, you mm-hmm. think he's MVP I do.
1: consideration. I think he's in the conversation now. Absolutely. I think this is a team that could win. I think this is a team that's capable of winning the AFC on his shoulders.
2: Yeah, I'm not ready to go that far yet. I would say I thought it was his best game ever, um, which is awesome. But I think there's too many other MVP candidates ahead of him right now for me to – You know, have him as a serious contender at this point, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of football to be played. What I do know is that the Colts are a serious contender to not only now win the AFC South, but they'll have a chance to do some damage in the postseason and maybe even get to the AFC championship game. You know, I think the Ravens are in that mix. The Chiefs still are. We'll see what happens with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I think it's kind of funny, Dave, that that they're saying uh, he feels great, he's really just week to week, I would be shocked, shocked if Patrick Mahomes played before the bye week. Shocked. I think that they put it out there that he's playing great and week to week because they're trying to help Matt Moore and the Chiefs win some games while Mahomes is out by just having the, the a little bit of doubt. Is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Oh, we have to prepare for him. Oh, is he going to play in the game? Uh, I don't know. They're trying to do a little bit of a Jedi mind trick. That's my opinion. I don't know that for sure. I don't think we see Mahomes before that bye week. That would be stunning to me. You already know how I feel about it. I don't think I would play him again for the rest of the year uh, if I were the Chiefs. But that opens the door for Jacoby Brissett and the Colts and teams like that, because before, a couple weeks ago, I would have said, it, it's a wrap. It's Chiefs-Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Now the Colts and maybe the Ravens and some of these other teams are saying, hey, we, we want in there as well, and then we get in there, who knows what can happen. Do I think those teams will go to Foxborough and beat the Patriots? No, but they at least are looking like they might deserve and earn that opportunity And for the Colts to do what they've done and Brissett to do what he's done with Andrew Luck retiring when he did is incredibly, incredibly impressive. And I have so much respect for Frank Reich and Chris Ballard. You know, other teams make injuries when they have excuses. Teams like the Saints, the Colts, they just keep winning. They they
1: just play well and win anyway. And they do it yesterday without much of a running game. Marlon Mack was really ineffective, just 62 total yards rushing for the Colts. So this one had to be won by Jacoby Brissett. The defense is very, very good and has not allowed a 100-yard rusher in 24 straight games. A little controversy in this one where Deshaun Watson, for those of you that didn't see the game, threw for a touchdown to... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins in the end zone, but they had blown the play dead because you know what? Deshaun Watson's just never really dead. He's never really down. So maybe they got to back off on blowing that whistle, certainly trying to protect the quarterback, but Watson wanted that touchdown back. We'll talk more about Patrick Mahomes as well as the other guys in that division. Looks like San Diego and Denver and Oakland is going to allow Kansas city to be patient. No patience in Philadelphia. None at all. We're gonna take uh, we're gonna get a word from our friends at ZipRecruiter. And after that, Eagles Shirley joins the program. How frustrated are Philly fans this morning? Oh, Ross, I cannot wait to hear the anger and the frustration in Philly fans.
2: Yeah, we'll get a chance to hear from Eagles Shirley. She's hired potentially as our Eagles fan correspondent, if you will. We discovered her on ZipRecruiter. Not really, but we could have because ZipRecruiter is the best place to get candidates for any job, even super fans, fan correspondent. I just made that up. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter Dylan is from Cafe Altura, their COO, and he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. That's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's really no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter Get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter.
1: ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Some want Eagles coach Doug Peterson to find himself a new job after an absolute beatdown by the Cowboys, 37-10 to 10 on Sunday Night Football at Cowboys Stadium. Philly turns the ball over on their first two possessions, leading to two Dallas Cowboys touchdowns, and they were off to the races. Uh, so let's hear some of that frustration from our friend Angelo Cataldi on WIP Radio. Where does he aim all his anger and frustration this morning
0: bottom line is, is this philadelphia eagles team embarrassed themselves they embarrassed this city they called into question for the first time since the parade the competency of their head coach if he had not won that super bowl two years ago Al, there would right now be protests for him (laughs) to be fired. There would be. I would have done it long enough. He might have been fired based on what happened yesterday. That's how bad it was. They're not hungry. Do you understand? They are not hungry. They don't care that much. But where was he? Didn't he say the team that wanted it more was going to win? Did he want it? Did Fletcher Cox want to play football? It didn't appear any of them did. did. not appear. Later in the what? game, he got his first set mm-hmm. when it meant nothing. Where where was nothing. he when they went for it on the on the goal line, first down? Yeah. You knew they're going to oh. give the ball to Elliott. Everybody right knew through. he was going to get the touchdown, because, and he walked right yeah, in the end zone. right in. The that, quarterback a, sneak with Prescott. He went for eight yards on the quarterback sneak. Eight they know. couldn't yards bring him on down. quarterback sneak. Pollard, the backup guy, scoots around two bad oh. tackles and gets nine yards. Oh. No. Every single play was a lack of freaking effort. They didn't care. They did not care who won that game. It's a joke in this city. Not acceptable. Not acceptable.
1: (gasps) Ross Tucker, are you feeling the frustration in Philly now?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, i live I live near here, and I had some Eagles fans over to watch the game last night, and the frustration level is very high. and and it's kind of combustible, right? Here's what happens, Dave. You win the Super Bowl. you and you say this is kind of the new normal. Then last year, quarterback gets hurt. You don't win the Super Bowl, but you at least make a playoff run, okay? you know what, a little bit of a mulligan. When we get the quarterback back in this roster, the next year we're going to really be good. And they've taken a step back, and it's not just that their record's three and four. They now lost back-to-back games in which it wasn't close. It, It really was not close. They got blown out multiple games in a row, and you don't expect a Super Bowl contender Which is what everybody thought the Eagles were before the season. You really do not expect them to get blown out ever, let alone back to back weeks. But this one's especially bad because the Cowboys are by far, Dave, the Eagles' biggest rival. By far. And not only that, it was national TV. Everybody was watching. The head coach said, We're going to go down there, we're going to win. And they did the opposite. It was their worst performance of the year. There was some plays in which people are questioning effort of the players. You know, watching the Aguilar play over and over again, Dave, it almost feels like a guy, you ever, you ever see like when uh, like a shortstop a middle infielder gets a little bit later in their baseball career, and they don't make like a, a diving effort to stop <laughs> a ball into the hole because I think they know that they can't make that play. It's going to get an error. So they kind of jog over there, you know, put their glove up. Oh, I, I couldn't get it. That's almost what the Aguilar play looked like to me is it's almost like he thought he was going to drop it. So he didn't even want to have it hit his hands. That's I mean, bad.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of the character, and I think his name's Rick Dorn, right? Rick Dorn from Major League, Corbin Burnson, Do you remember the film Major League? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, Rick yeah. Dorn,
2: but it's Dorn.
1: Dorn. Dorn was the high-priced, overpaid, fancy veteran who didn't want to get himself dirty, didn't want to take yes. a ground ball off of the face or the chest, and therefore just kind of gator-armed some plays until they really got in his face. Dorn. Corbin Burnson out of major league solid reference there. I want to know what
2: Dorn's first name is, but you're right. Roger Dorn is great. Roger Dorn,
1: Roger Dorn. The millennials come through again, Roger Dorn. You are now Nelson Aguilar. You are Roger Dorn from major league. He probably doesn't know what the film is, but again, this play where Carson Wentz, he said we played it earlier for you that he thought he threw a touchdown on the ball Everyone watching that game thought it was a touchdown. All of Eagles Nation and most of us unbiased fans. And Aguilar just didn't extend his arms, certainly didn't lay out for the football. Looked like a ball most wide receivers could have had. Here's Angelo Cataldi on that lack of effort. I
4: mean, they want to make a statement. I would have cut Nelson Aguilar
1: last <laughs> Exactly. What was that effort?
4: The, Aguilar, you know, the, the uh, alligator like play. The was, if you lay yourself out, you get your hands on the ball and catch that.
0: That was an embarrassment at the straight. He's a dog, John. Do you understand? The only year that he was able to perform well in this all this time he's been an eagle is when they downgraded his position to slot receiver, and he was just he wasn't it wasn't important. An extra it, piece. There yeah. was no pressure. The minute you rely on him to make big plays, he dogs it. You saw that, John. It was awful. But he let game. me tell you, and, and when I will play for you what he had to say too. He's one of the guys dissing uh Wentz behind his back. That's my yeah, that wouldn't my surprise me. Yeah. I, I think you're Because there right. are, there are guys, the way he goes, you know, the ball wasn't where I thought it would yeah. be. He is an anti Wentz guy. They should have gotten rid of him instead of Zach Brown last week. What the hell has Aguilar done for this team? Nothing.
1: Hakeem Laws, what are you thinking this morning? We need to hear from Hakeem Laws. If for those of you that don't remember Hakeem, he was the man that stood outside the apartment fire in Philadelphia catching babies, as he said, not like Algalar He's selling T-shirts with that on it. I got to get one of those Hakeem Laws T-shirts, but somebody needs to dial him up and see how frustrated he is with Nelson Aguilar after that just pathetic lack of effort from the wide receiver. All right, we're going to uh, take a quick break here and hopefully we're going to hear from eagles surely about the frustration of all the philly fans this morning we'll also get into some other afc games including the most chargers loss imaginable chargers you be you you just go out there and be the chargers you knew it was going to happen but still in spectacular fashion they find a way to lose another football game and maybe allow Patrick Mahomes to just take his time getting back. We'll take a quick break. We'll back with that in a minute. Well, how's that building a fan base thing going? Chargers, Los Angeles is not so impressed. But if you're going to give the fans a glimpse at who you really are, why not you be you, Chargers? You lose in the most Chargers way imaginable, always finding new and creative ways to lose a game. It's rather spectacular. The story unplayed, as it has so many times again on Sunday, they made it, it was 23 13 fourth quarter. The comeback is on Philip Rivers throws a touchdown pass to Austin Eckler. And you can just feel it. You know, they're going to win this game, right? Well, unless you've been watching the Chargers in recent years, they, Get what looked like a touchdown, another one to Austin Eckler. It is reviewed and it is overturned. They're on the one yard line. All they got to do is punch it in with Melvin Gordon. Not so fast. He is stopped at the one. They took another look. That ball was fumbled by Melvin Gordon, turned over, and somehow the Titans find a way to win 23 20. By the way, it was Ryan Tannehill's debut, and Ross was not impressed. I was. 23 of 29, 312, two touchdowns. Certainly look a hell of a lot better than Marcus Mariota the prior week. But San Diego has got a major problem. It's not just closing football games, it's running the damn ball. 21 carries, 39 yards rushing with Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon. And now, in the last two weeks combined, 33 carries. 71 yards for what was thought to be one of the better running teams in the NFL. But Ross, how each and every week does San Diego find new and creative ways to lose football games? Is that contagious? Is that something that seeps in? Or is it just a fluke week after week?
2: By the way, um, I love this about you. I don't want it to change. You always <laughs> say San Diego. You do I do like?
1: San Diego. I will always say San Diego. Broncos. I know. I Broncos know. Chargers. And honestly, LA. I, I know. know, I, you, know I, you know what,
2: Dave? I think I might just join you. They yeah, shouldn't be in LA. They're not really the LA Chargers. Everybody still thinks of them as the San Diego Chargers. What's gonna happen? Are they gonna fire us if I call them the San Diego Chargers? Are we going to get like a, a cease and desist letter or an email from someone? That's not very nice. They're actually the LA Chargers. I don't care. They're the San Diego Chargers. I am I am supporting my guy, Dave Briggs. We're on the same ticket here <laughs> on Home and Home. Briggs, Tucker, 2020. And I am on the we're calling the Chargers San Diego from here on out. I think you've done it every time. I'm sticking with it, yeah you should right you should you should why not and honestly i have never in my whole life any team at any level seen anything like the chargers i tweeted and someone reminded me of this yesterday three years ago in october i tweeted every chargers game uh oh no i tweeted something like This Chargers game reminds me of every other Chargers game ever. (laughs) Dave, that was three years ago. I've never seen anything like it. It's like there's a script. It's like it's a movie or a play. They're going to fall behind. They are then going to mount a comeback. It's going to be a thrilling comeback. Available at approximately 6.35 p.m. Eastern time on the Red Zone channel, starring Philip Rivers. In the end, though, our our star will come up just short as the protagonist either throws an interception or has somebody else on his team absolutely blow it. In this case, Melvin Gordon, who might be the first player I can ever remember that is hurting himself and his contract more by playing than he was when he was holding out. He should go back and hold out again. He should go back. <laughs> it should be like oh, I want to go back. Remember that show Lost? My wife and I used to watch Lost. We have to go back. Great, I want to go show. back. Melvin Gordon should go back to Cancun, to the island. wherever wherever Ezekiel Elliott was. I know that's not where Melvin Gordon was. Maybe Melvin Gordon should go to Cancun and go there. Because yeah. he is, he's literally hurting himself every time he takes the field by how he's playing, and frankly, by how he pales in comparison
1: to Austin Eckler. It is the damnedest thing. That—that that, I love that take. So, Melvin Gordon, go back to the island. Go back to the lost island. Be stranded out there, because you would actually make more money Doing nothing. It is a script. It's like you know. So when we have this program, a little behind the scenes, we have a script here for our friends at at ZipRecruiter, and we read that after you know twenty or so minutes. It's like the the Chargers have a similar script. They start to feel the game on the line, and they just pick up their script because they know exactly how to lose a football game, and they execute it so brilliantly in different unique ways all the time. Exactly how Ross Tucker executes. Our ZipRecruiter live reads right here, and and our friend Jordan Cohn, one of the millennials, says he might have the new uh, Philip Rivers might be the new Eli face because it's that face that you make when you know things have turned, when you know things have gone the wrong way. And there it is for those of you watching on the Radio.com app, not just listening. We urge you all to watch because. Ross Tucker's facial expression often makes the program, but those images really capture the spirit of the Chargers. The new Eli face is that of Phillip Rivers, who is probably in all likelihood a Hall of Fame quarterback, but it's going to be really hard for the San Diego Chargers to establish any fans in the city of Los Angeles the way they go out there and do this each and every week. But it looks like, you know, the Chargers, the Chiefs, The Broncos, uh, look, everyone is going to give Patrick Mahomes time. I mean, they said he could be back in three weeks, said Adam Schefter over the weekend. Let's hope they're watching the way Rivers and Flacco and the Raiders are playing and say, take your time. This division will be winnable if Patrick Mahomes comes back December 1st after the bye. Let him shore up and get healthy. All right, it looks like uh, Eagles surely is ready to go. Are we clear here guys yeah looks like it Shirley. Eagle Shirley. now uh, folks that, folks that don't know Shirley, it she is the embodiment of the spirit of philadelphia sports one of the greatest sports callers this country has to offer Shirley, it's great to have you dave briggs and ross tucker how frustrated are you what happened last night to your eagles
3: hello everybody um i don't know if you heard my call on with angelo this morning i I had to call and apologize to them. I just let everything out, and I couldn't hold back my emotions, and I just started crying, and I just had to hang up. I was so angry at the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, it's, it's so much going on with the team. And I and I was saying to some of my family, like in week two, I said, you can always tell when stuff is going on in the locker room because it shows want a feel. I always watch body language. You know, when you teach people, you know, resumes and how to uh, conduct themselves for interviews and all that stuff. Body language is so important. And with if our guys is not communicating on the sides and if <clears throat> and if they're not showing support, I said something is going on in the locker room. And fast forward, Dallas game, here you go. Lane Johnson spills it out. You know, people come to meetings late. They come into, you know, practice late. Like, it's it's, it's stuff is going on. And my thing about what's going on is that, They've been allowed to, this is being allowed. This should not be allowed because we're paying our hard-earned money, you know, to come out to the games, to buy the uniforms, to buy the jerseys, whatever, we, you know, we buy and purchasing, you know, flying all around the country. We're there for the Philadelphia Eagles. So they had some tall explaining to do. And I'm looking at Mr. Lori to give us, to provide us some answers. Today, today, oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, my
1: goodness. She's, got to, she's trying to calm down. And, and surely, you mentioned feeling like you had to apologize to Angelo Cataldi and our friends at WIP from a call you made earlier this morning in which your frustration may have been peaking. We actually have that call. Here oh it is. My.
4: Some hands need to be rolled. If you've got to cut anybody, cut players, cut coaches, let them go because it's not but the simple fact but that these guys get to come and get a paycheck, it's not fair. They making millions of dollars and we come home, we at we at bars, we at our friends' house, we at different locations, we're at the gang, spending thousands of dollars on the ticket, on the airplane, at the hotel, and this is what the Eagles do. They don't care. They do not care about us. So how can we move forward? How can we move forward and support Team, Mr. Lobby.
2: It's a pleasure to talk to you. It's a pleasure to talk to you, Shirley, as a guy that grew up outside of Philadelphia and a big Eagles fan. It's an absolute pleasure. I want all the listeners and viewers to know that we were going to talk to Shirley this morning no matter what. We had it scheduled to talk to Shirley. We didn't know last night was going to happen. I can tell, Shirley, that you're starting to get emotional when you just heard your call with Angelo this morning, what what makes you so
3: emotional? Because we know they better than this. We know how much Mr. Lori pride in putting the best product on the field. So to see what's been going on these past couple of weeks, something is definitely going on. We exactly don't know what, but something is going on. It's bits and pieces of different things that's happening, but to sell us short, and we coming up tall every time by supporting you all, we need, we we want to understand what's going on. And if somebody got to get cut, get fired or whatever to make the point, we, we just want better product. We want the guys to stand up and rise to see, Russ talking, you play, man. When, when you're on that field, you got to give your all as if that's it. When I'm singing, I had three services yesterday. I sang at Beloved St. John Evangelist Church right here in Philadelphia. You know, and I sing on a Praise and Worship team. Three services. i give given my all, all three services. I had no problem. And I said, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to go home and I'm going to enjoy watching the game. Man, I'm pumped up. I got my juice flowing. You know, I'm all prayed up. I'm ready to go. And this, you watch this. This is what they give us. They did not give us their best. They did not put their all and all into it. Why would you get on the field and do, that's your job you that's your job so i'm upset because i know mr Lori is not putting putting that putting that out there he's not putting that out there but i'm pleading to mr Lori as the owner to to fix it i don't care who he got to go to um um howie roseman peterson schwartz i don't care what must need to be done but we need as fans we need resolution we need answers mr tucker Ooh. Nelson,
1: surely it's hard to quantify effort for a football team. We don't often see it encapsulated in a particular play, except when you're Nelson Aguilar and there's a throw that looked like a beautiful touchdown pass and he didn't even extend his arms. Did you see that play? What's your message to Nelson Aguilar? Is he giving enough effort? No, I
3: saw that. Thank you. I saw that play and I sat up on my couch and I said, only thing you had to do was to extend your arms. That's all you had to do. Don't worry about if the guy's going to come and hit you or not. Because your, your job is, as a football player, is to, as a wide receiver, is to catch the ball and make sure you recover the ball or hold on to the ball so you don't lose the ball. If you go out of bounds, that's fine. But with your speed, you could run, and that would have been a touchdown. So to hear your excuses this morning that you was looking for the ball, the ball was... You know, before you and you turn around, you whatever he was saying, they were excuses. And then we have no time for this team with excuses. Yes, we are Super Bowl champ two years ago, but look at the players that was on that team then. Look at the players that was on that team that was hungry, that said, that came to us for one year and said, we're coming to win a championship. And that made everybody else want to want to win as well. So, Mr. Nelson Aguilar, you need to step up as the wide receiver since Deshaun Jackson is obviously not able to do it. You, This should be your time. And as a matter of fact, since I'm talking to you, Mr. Aguilar, you said something to Deshaun Jackson and he gave you that game with Deshaun Jackson just tore it up in Washington. And you said something to him and Deshaun Jackson said, when your turn comes, you step up. He said, because your turn may be next. Deshaun didn't know he was going to get hurt. He didn't know that. You got four games, four games to step up and be the man on wide receiver team. And look what you do to us. you dropping balls. You're not reaching out for balls. You have no excuses. If anybody need to be cut, you need to go.
2: Shirley, why is this so important to you?
3: I was raised, born and raised up in Philadelphia. My brother Sherman he played football and we played, you know, out in the streets and all that. We was born and raised, loving all awful of the teams. And anything we do, anything we was told to do, put forth your best effort. When you give all that you give and you have nothing less left, nothing left to give, and it don't go your way, at least you can walk away saying, I gave it my all. But if you know you didn't give your all and you squeaking through because you getting paid. That's not fair because that's our money. That's our money that's paying you. You're not doing your all, putting your all into it. So at the end of the day, this means so much to me as a fan and other fans because we eat, sleep, and breathe Philadelphia Eagles. If you go into any Eagle fan house, you're going to see all types of products that we done paid for over the years going out to games. So it means so much to us because we want them to succeed. We want to, you know, encourage them to do their best all times. We don't like, you know, bashing our players. But when they don't put their all into it, it's like it's a disrespect to me and everybody else that love the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's wrong, um, Tucker.
2: Surely, I'm I'm, I'm with you. I, I feel your passion. All my friends, family, they're all diehard Eagles fans. I had some over last night watching that game. I I guess I want to know, you talked about Aguilar and you talked about Jeffrey What? Who is the one person that you are most disappointed in right now or that you feel like has let you down the most so far this year and in particular last night?
3: I want to really say um, Coach Schwartz on defense because I don't know if he's not getting enough help from um, Howie Roseman to put the best defensive guys on the field, to, to to play coverage, man, whatever it is, cornerbacks. If if he's not getting enough help because I don't know all of, all of the story, then you know I have some slack on him. But if he has everything that they are providing him and he's making the decisions on the defensive side as a coordinator, the not to protect or to um cover the guys on offense the way he should, then I'm sorry, Swartz, you're doing a real bad job. And our defense used to be a strong defense. When you talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, you used to know us by our defense. Going back to the Buddy Ryan days, this Mister Jim Johnson. You know we were strong. We didn't take no tea for fever. You know what I mean? At all. I'm trying to tell you, when it came to our defense, you was not getting that first down. You was not getting it to that end zone if it was four-one. We was shutting you down. But now it's soft. We too soft on defense. We that's 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 not the Philadelphia Eagles team I know. So I got to look at the coordinator. I got to look at the defensive coordinator, on that and that's Mr. Swartz. He's letting us down time after time after time. It's enough. It's enough. So I'm just saying, if we don't have enough, if he don't have enough support for guys that he can put out there, then you know what? I'll lay back. But if he's giving everything, everything in the kitchen sink, then make sure that we do what we need to do. But he's not looking at the plays that the office is giving us he's not covering that or he's not paying attention and he can't capitalize on, you know, holes on the office, then it's coach Schwartz. I'm very upset with him. I'm very upset with him.
1: I- I'm sorry, Eagle Shirley. We've got you all riled up. We much appreciate the time. This is why folks need to listen to WIP on the radio.com app and we understand you are featured in a documentary maybe next year at the Philadelphia Film Festival. Can you tell us about that, Doc?
3: Yeah, so Kyle Thrash, he's the director of this film and he was following the team. See, um, another Eagles, he's another Eagles fan and he made his dreams come true by, you know, following the team, you know, hoping, 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 hoping that they will win the Super Bowl. Not knowing why he's filming, that's exactly what happened. And <laughs> It's amazing the story captures Philadelphia. It captured the fans in its rare form, in its raw form. And then it has a subtlety of, you know, um, it brings you to some tears. It brings you to like um, the fact that how much we love Philadelphia and what we what this team means to us. And it'll show you in this film maybe next year how passionate you want to see, you'll see other Eagle fans that's so passionate. Beyond me, they just like out there, but that's their passion. We all are passionate about the, um, about the Eagles very different ways. You know, at the end of the day, you know, for me, my groundness in Jesus. That's what helps me get me through a, a bad loss. So I can walk away. I'm very angry and upset. But at the end of the day, I know who I am in Christ. So I cannot let that game just literally tear me apart. So for me, that's what grounds me. I don't know what grounds other people, but we still come together because we all love the Philadelphia Eagles, and you'll see this in this film. And I just thank um, um, Kyle Thrash um, and WaveLink Productions mm-hmm. for allowing me to be a part of this beautiful um, thing um, that's being um, premiered tonight at the Philadelphia um, um, Film Center. It's called maybe next year.
1: Follow her on Twitter at Eagles. Shirley. we don't ever want you to lose your passion. We absolutely love, love. it. And we appreciate the time on a Monday. I love you, Shirley.
3: Thank you. Thanks, Dad, I love Shirley. It.
1: Love you. Ross callers, fans, that passion, what it's all about.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, it really is. And you've said this before and I give you credit for this. You know, the fans put a lot of their hard-earned money into this. And this is their escape. This is their diversion. A lot of people, you know, maybe things aren't going as well in their life as they wanted to. And this is something that they choose to do with the very little free time and disposable income that they have. And the one thing I can tell you from growing up there and living around there is they can almost handle losing if they feel like everybody out there cares as much as they do and is playing as hard as they would if they played for the Eagles. But if you are like a Ricky waters and you say for who or for what with an alligator arms or Nelson Aguilar, you're going to have major issues. Like I'll give you an example. Did you see, Mm -hmm. I don't think we talked about it yet. Did you see, Dave, Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Dolphins down two scores with like a a minute left in the game truck a Bills defensive back to score that touchdown? The guy is an absolute idiot. He is the biggest moron that's ever gone to Harvard. I'm going to text him right now. He is a lunatic. But let me just tell you this. If he played in Philadelphia he would be a god. They would love him. Even though they lost, everybody today would be talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick, and that's what we need, more guys like him. And I just feel like Eagles surely, and Eagles fans aren't seeing enough of what Ryan Fitzpatrick, for some unknown reason, at 36 years old with six kids and a Harvard degree for a team that's not even trying to win this year just lowered his shoulder and head yeah. to score a touchdown. It was, it was incredible. It really was. But you, you know, the more I talk to you, I I, I can see the fan side of it more. And I get it. I, I, I get the frustration from Shirley and others, especially when the expectations are so high and they go out and they lay an egg like that. I love that we have the ability to do that here on home and home. I mean, I, Anytime I talk to anybody about the show, I'm like, well, it's less than five minutes of commercials per hour, it, which nobody else is doing. It's audio and video, and we immediately can get great calls, can great, get, get great rants from the actual markets where the news is going on that people really care about and are passionate about. You're just not gonna get that type of
1: passion typically On a national show, it's just not the same. No, it is unrivaled, and it is everything to love about sports. There are fans that take it too far, and we've seen some of those examples in recent days. But surely, that type of passion, we all know, we all love, we all celebrate it. I would love to hear what callers in Boston, our friends WEI, are saying this morning after a Netflix clip emerged of Tom Brady Coming out of a shady day spa, one might think he was trolling Bob Kraft. His reaction will surprise you. We'll get into that story and we'll welcome in Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports, NFL writer there at Yahoo to talk about a surprising weekend in the NFL. One of those brief commercial breaks right now.